Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And Colby ends the quarter with another block. And, you know, at this point, I'm on Twitter acting like a proud father of Colby Jones. I, I, I love our rook. He's showing out tonight. Of course, a lot of slaps that are not getting called that are, of course, very frustrating. Welcome to playing the Warriors. I do uh, want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Herter. If you're not scoring and you're rebounding and doing shit like that, uh, you're contributing. So um, shout out to him. He's figuring out ways to contribute to the game, and I fucking love it. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-host, Elizabeth. Kings. Just lost to the Dubs by one point on a Clay Thompson uh, mid-range jump shot. Uh, again, we get one of those losses where it just stings for a little bit. But that being said, let's recap the game. Uh, in the first quarter, Dubs off to a hot, hot start. Draymond hits two threes. King struggle for, for the first few minutes until Davion hits a three. Domas goes to work and lives at the free throw line. Uh, Looney has two fouls already. Colby, freaking Jones, Malik Monk, and Sasha come in with a uh, foreign change to go. Uncle Keeg steals the ball from Curry and hits two free throws. Colby Jones keeps CP3 on his hip and hits a smooth lay-in. Colby then drives and hits another layup. Our rook is playing like a veteran, a three-year veteran. The bench battles back during the non-Curry minutes, which was huge, huge for us, and uh, ties the score. Liz, any takeaways from the first? Uh, yeah, I mean, we came out. I think to a slow start, obviously words came out fast, came out hot. Um, I thought we were not getting, you know, into our offense too much. I thought we were kind of letting them dictate the game in the first, you know, first portion of the first quarter. Uh, but then, you know, we kind of got it going. So I like seeing Colby Jones minutes. That's always awesome. Uh, I thought Davion started off pretty aggressive too, which was nice to see. And uh, Sabonis. Yeah. And I was really proud of the bench for taking advantage of those non-Curry minutes. Uh, in the second quarter, Monk hits a three, who, let me just say, had a great game. Uh, Duarte has a couple of nice contests on Clay and Kaminga. He, he caused both of those uh, Warriors to miss. Uh, Davion continues to disrupt the Dubs' offense by tipping passes um, and getting steals. Domas hits his patented Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Davion gets a signature charge, like what's new, right? Um, second quarter, Liz. Yeah, I thought the second quarter was definitely a lot better. Um, again, I think like just watching Davion be more aggressive. The, the thing with Davion is, is when he's you know starting and playing a majority of minutes, like he looks for his shot, he's aggressive, things like that. Um, same with Sabonis. I think Sabonis realized tonight that obviously without Fox, he needed to be more aggressive too. Um, 
I really like what I saw from Sasha as well. Uh, you know, him cutting is so um, underrated, just like how he cuts to the basket and how he kind of reads what like the floor and stuff like that. Um, I thought defensively, we definitely had a better second quarter as well. Yeah, and I know people are a little down on Duarte. They're like, oh, well, maybe um, Colby Jones takes Duarte's minutes. I mean, I think Colby Jones deserves minutes, but not at the expense of, you know, just taking a player out. Uh, I think Duarte, Duarte was off with the shooting, but his defense is pretty valuable uh, to me. Um, and I think Davion right now, he's looking like we all thought he would last season. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing to see. His jumper is wet, and he continues uh, to be off night on defense. Um, in the third quarter, HB hits a three, who also had a game. Keegs uh, go ice goes ISO on Clay, and then hits a sexy floater over Loon. I loved that play. Uh, Davion hits another three. Monk continues to stay hot as he hits a three. Uh, Javal in one sequence gets a bunch of offensive rebounds and um, gets a putback. And then Javal gets a monster rejection. I don't know who that was. Let me know, guys. Um, it was uh, guys Jonathan Kaminga. Oh, I love it. Uh, and then Colby ends the quarter with another block. And, you know, at this point, I'm on Twitter acting like a proud father of Colby Jones. I, I, I love our rook. He's showing out tonight. Um, what would you think about the third, Liz? Yeah, that block by Javel. I was like, holy shit. Like, he got up on that. I mean, it was just, like, insane just – he just like fucking took the man's soul. It was, it was awesome. But yeah, I like the third quarter. Um, I thought we came out aggressive. Uh, thankfully we didn't have to let the Warriors have their typical, you know, third quarter. Um, Steph was kind of out for a little bit and I thought they didn't take advantage of his minutes that he was out on the bench. So that was kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we stayed in the game, you know, all throughout the third quarter as well. Uh, I don't think Sabonis scored in the third quarter as well. That was kind of disappointing to see. Um, kind of him shying away from being an aggressive like he was in the first half. Uh, but it was nice to see Harrison Barnes kind of get going. Um, you know, Malik does what he does and things like that. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Malik. I just thought him and uh, HB were contributing big time throughout the whole game. Uh, then JaVale was doing JaVale McGee things, protecting the rim. In the fourth, as we all saw, it was a back-and-forth game. HB with a huge offensive rebound, which leads to that Domas layup. Um, then Domas and Kevin do their two-man game, and Kevin drives in for a layup. And Malik drives for a layup uh, to give the Kings a three-point lead. Lead. We all saw what happened. We all saw the end. Um, I'll just say this, and then I'll let Liz cook and give her take on the game. But you know, we have so many shooters, but like so many of our shooters don't didn't make their shots. Keegan was zero for seven from three. Herder was one for five on from three, and then Sasha was zero for three. So from the arc. So it's like, it's, it's disappointing. I'm waiting for that game where we just blow somebody out and at least four of our six shooters uh, just go off. And I'm waiting for that to happen. So thank goodness that Malik Monk and HB uh, did their thing and were able to contribute from the three-point line. On well, Davion too, he was three for seven. Oh, nine, yeah, so. and, and Davion had himself a game. And he's more than an adequate backup point guard. And, and I still say this, I think hopefully he doesn't leave us to uh, get a starting opportunity elsewhere because I think he could do it. He, he just needs some time. Uh, he's been amazing. Uh, I will say, um, you know, I hate, like, directing things at the refs, but the refs were fucking god-awful in the fourth quarter. You have Kevin Herter going down, um, you know, after a steal. 
he gets completely just smacked on his fucking arm. Like we could all probably hear that from San Francisco. Uh, so just, they were like just stupid fouls that weren't being called, but like you go to the other direction, they're being called for the Warriors. I just, it sucks when you have to play, uh, you know, teams like this and you basically have to play six, six people, um, in that, in the refs. So that's a little disappointing, but you know, they showed fight tonight. It's a bummer that we lost. Um, I feel like any other team, if this was a loss tonight, I wouldn't be like that disappointed, but I just feel like every time we lose to the Warriors, it stings. Um, just because, you know, of the situation at hand. Uh, but I am proud of the guys. They definitely fought tonight. Um, just unfortunately couldn't get it done. So, you know, they got to kind of pack up, watch the film, and then move on to the next one because uh, we got a couple games against the Houston Rockets back-to-back. So, Which is going to be no joke, in my opinion. Yeah. What is up, everybody? I um, – is, is it weird that it hurts more that it was a – like, I feel like if, I, if we had just lost by – 10 or 15 I wouldn't care but like man we really had a shot there at beating those boys without Fox and like I cannot be any prouder of these guys tonight with the defense the effort the all-around play even when things were getting really sloppy um it didn't feel like it was just wild you know what I mean it was there was a there was a lot of, of effort put into that um trying to win a rough game here of course a lot of slaps that are not getting called that are of course very frustrating Welcome to playing the Warriors. Um, but if we can hold the Warriors to 102 points on literally any night, I will take it, and I am okay with it. And if this is the game we continue to play, I think we're going to be we're going to be a problem in this league. Keegan Murray is coming out of his goddamn skin. I won't lie; I missed the first half. I got to go back to watch it. I fell asleep watching uh, OKC and the Pelicans. Um, but he was just unafraid to try anything going to the hoop in a way that I don't feel like I mean, we've been seeing him build up to it. I feel like tonight was the most we've seen of that aside from maybe some of the California classic games where Keegan was just going to this bag, the pullback dribble he had on clay and then goes and goes inside the floaters. We're seeing all these moves going hard to the whole strong rebounds and all that. It's great. Kevin Herter had a couple of great rebounds on the offensive and defensive end late in this game. Um, the point to me that really stood out, though, that felt like, uh, I don't want to say moral victory. That's not the right term. But just, you know, there are moments in games that somehow signify more. Late in this game, we have two DeMontis Sabonis jumpers, one right at the end there, our last bucket right in Draymond's face. I think that means a lot. I think that means a lot for Domas's confidence. And we got to see him carry that through because he is beyond good enough to hit that shot. And, and we cannot... He can't be getting in his head ever again. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing where if you're going to be an all-NBA guy, if you're going to really come out here and compete, you got to push through that. And I think he will. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to see him grow from that that stepping stone last year that was a pretty rough moment. And he's getting dragged here unnecessarily as we've covered throughout the media over the offseason. And uh, I want to see him bury it all. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for this team. I love hearing Mike Brown screaming throughout this game too. I think we're in the we're in the right place, and this is what I wanted to see from the time that we are without Foxy. Yeah, and I just want to see us get better, and, and that's what I'm seeing. And then Bung, what do you think of Domas cosplaying as Dirt Nowitzki out there? He has a mid range game, and and he has a little post up game right now, like his little turnaround fadeaway. Oh my god! I also there was there was a multiple times tonight where I felt like he was given more than enough room on the three, and I was calling from take it, take it. Like I I. I want to see him continue to shoot and push himself because he has a shot. You know, he's he's too good not to. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think Sabonis needs to take a little, like, I'd like to see him at least take, like, two threes a game. Uh, I think that's very serviceable, um, the way he can shoot. I mean, they leave him open on that spot anyway. So, I mean, if he can start hitting that at, like, a, at least, like, maybe, like, a 32% rate, I mean, that's not horrible for a big. Uh, so I definitely would like to see him start to shoot at least, like, two, two threes a game. Man, good. Yeah, it's been a while. Glad to be back, you know. Uh, super impressed with what we did tonight. Clay didn't do jack shit the whole game, and then he turns up and hits a game winner on us. That that one just hurt. Like that was just man. But you know that's that's the beauty of the Warriors, I guess. That at any point their big three can do whatever they want. So, but I was super impressed with the team. Super impressed with Davion tonight. I think he's like twenty times better as a starter when he gets his rhythm. He gets minutes, constant run. Then he's more engaged. I feel like I thought it was a master class by Mike putting Keegan on Steph Curry because once you you put Davion on him, once you screen Davion off, he pretty much can do anything he wants. So that length on him, I thought that was beautiful by Mike. I thought Kobe Jones looks like a 10-year veteran. I mean, Monty's four for four on draft picks. Another late round steal. I think he's going to be a good player for us, uh, especially in the future. He has really good feel for the game. I think that's what really impressed me the most. Like he made the right plays at the right time. And, you know, I'm really happy for him. Um, happy for Kev too. I thought Kev played a super aggressive game and I love to see that from him. He didn't just settle for threes and the whole, the team as a whole, I feel like we sometimes get lulled into this three point competition. And when we are hitting them, we're hitting them. But once we don't, like, we don't have a plan B sometimes. So I, I really love that the whole team made a constant effort to attack the rim this game and really try to put pressure on Golden State. And Sabonis made Looney unplayable. I thought that was another important part of the game. I thought he got him out two quick fouls, got him out the game, got him out of the rhythm, and then he was just beasting him so hard they had no choice but to put Draymond on him. So they got Looney out because – Usually he's an NPC against every other team in the league, but against us, for some reason, he turns into Will Chamberlain. But I thought we got him off the floor. That was pretty good. I thought we had a chance once Wiggins got off the floor, but, you know, you could play 23 good seconds of defense against the Warriors, and all it takes is one. Like, And they get just the worst foul calls, dude. Like, Draymond slaps Sabonis with like three people around. Kev is at the rim. He gets slapped on his arm. No foul. Like, I understand they're champions and stuff, but like, can we get a fair game at some point against the Warriors? Right. Like, I, I don't understand that one, but I'm I'm really happy for the team. I think this confidence without Fox is gonna grow. Uh I just wish that Mike called a timeout at the end of the game. I mean, that's the only critical thing I have of the like we could have maybe got our best defenders in there and set up instead of just letting, you know, kind of a freestyle and then Clay comes off and hits that. I mean, it hurts, but I'm really happy for the team. I mean, if we play that type of defense for the next whatever, 80, 79, 80 games, whatever it is, I think we'll we'll be taking that next step that Mike's talking about. But yeah, happy for the team and um hopefully let's get this win against the Rockets. I love it, and I love that we're not panicking or anything after a loss. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what we're ranked on defense right now. If somebody wants to look that up, uh, please do so. But if we're top 15, we're going to be just fine. I don't even care if our offense drops off a little because um, it's going to because people know how to guard us now. Uh, Liz, any other takeaways? 
No, just a bummer to end the night. I was having a good day, and then, you know, to lose to the Warriors <laughs> doesn't put the cherry on top of the freaking cake. Uh, but again, I mean, we uh, thankfully we don't have to see the Warriors for a little bit. Uh, we're going to get some other opponents. I'm excited to see what they do against Houston without Fox because um, I highly doubt he's going to be back for either of those games. Uh, so it'll be nice to kind of continue to see what Davion can do starting, um, what Colby Jones can do off the bench. Uh, you know, just kind of these, you know, kind of see what this depth is all about. Uh, this is a true time to kind of see what we have uh, off the bench and hopefully Trey Lyles can come back uh, during this stretch as well. That'd be a huge, a huge uh, addition. Um, he's probably going to, you know, start off slow, things like that, but it'll definitely be good to get him back on the court and get him in some kind of rhythm as well. Absolutely. I just feel like we haven't talked enough about Malik tonight. I feel like he had a really, uh, really great performance, uh, reminiscent of. Um, what was that game five or game six? Uh, no, game five in Sacramento when, when Fox got injured and, and he had to go off. Um, he's just been stepping up and I really like seeing him come into this role where like he is not just a sixth man, but a late game killer. Uh, and I think he deserves plenty of flowers. Um, Joseph had mentioned listening and not seeing. It was obvious on the broadcast only for a brief moment, though, as bonus was walking off the court. He was grabbing at that hand, at that thumb, and making a face. It didn't look, he wasn't, you know, it didn't look like he was in excruciating pain. It just looked kind of sore, and it was the end of the game, and he was like, ah, you know. But clearly, there's something still there. That injury is, you know, I mean, it's expected. That was, he didn't end up getting surgery right, so it just had to heal. Um, so it's probably sore on some level. I don't think it's a huge issue. He didn't look like he was in any pain throughout the game, but it is something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm trying to look at defensive stats and I can't tell. I don't think that this game is included in everything I've looked at, but right now we're about 20th or 19th. And with a 102 out of this game, we might rise up a little bit. So currently we're okay as far as defensive rating, as far as I can tell. I feel like if we're in the high teens, that'd be pretty good. Like, I don't, I feel like I should ask for more, but I feel like we would need to probably would need to be have a better defense than even that to talk about like real deep level playoff contention. But Hey, if we're, if, if we're not in the twenties, I'd be pretty happy with that this week. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's an, still an improvement from like what 25th last year. So yeah, I'll take it, man. Yeah. What's up guys. Uh, obviously a long game today. Um, in regards to rivalry, I know this is something that we're all on our minds about. Um, Steph Curry thinks otherwise. I know he made a comment post game the other day that this is not a rivalry. Um, I would say the way that Draymond and Steph were acting during the game, with in terms of antics post shot, making shots, the passion that they were playing, um, would say otherwise. And especially this close games that we've been seeing. Do you think the Kings winning the next two games against the Warriors will help out to get national attention in regards of saying that this is a rivalry? In fact, or is there another rival you think the Kings are going to match up with later in the season? You know, I don't know. And and I know this isn't popular. I'm sorry, guys. I don't kingfish. I don't say, yeah, fuck the Lakers and, and get everybody hype. I honestly, and I don't say fuck the dubs either. I like, I, to me, and, and I'm sorry, you feel free to cancel me, but I don't see this as a rivalry unless until we beat them in the playoffs. Like we could go 4-0 against the dubs during the regular season, but if they still beat us during the playoffs, to me, they're still the big brother And it's a rivalry in, in, in a lot of people's minds. But for me, uh, you know, until we beat them, 
it's not really. You know what I mean? Uh, Liz, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's exactly kind of probably what Steph was trying to say um, the other night on Friday when they beat us. I mean, until we can prove, you know, regular season's wins only mean so much, but until we can actually show what we can do in the playoffs and um, beat them in a seven-game series, uh, then it's really not a rivalry. I mean, they have owned us for many, many years. Um, so, I mean, they can basically, as much as people hate it, like they can talk their shit. Uh, Steph can do his little night-night as much as I fucking hate watching it. I mean, they it just is what it is. We're watching fucking greatness sometimes. So, yeah, I wouldn't consider it a rivalry either. And the beam, to, to your point, though, as far as Draymond and everybody getting up and their mannerisms and all that, that's just earning respect. Now we have the respect for them to for them to give their best when they play us. I mean, we've all seen, I, I think it was that the barbershop episode where Draymond's like, yeah, you, you know, sometimes when you play these sorry teens, it's like, you know, you just, you're not inspired to go play your best. And then um, LeBron's manager, I forget his name, Maverick, he's like, oh, you mean the Kings? And it's like, he didn't confirm either way, but it's like, I think now we've gotten their respect. And we definitely get the Warriors A game, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And I appreciate it. And that's exciting. It's exciting to see teams play with that type of passion. The Kings have earned the respect. So looking forward to the rest of the season. Oh, for sure. And and, and thank you for uh, calling in. Please come back anytime. Uh, Bung, what's up? Just to roll off of this whole rivalry talk, I don't think that y'all or Steph are wrong to say that it's not technically a rivalry yet. I think it's the right attitude to have to say we need to beat them and all that. We should we we should be humble. We are still the Sacramento Kings. Um but as someone who feels very passionately about all this and was at all those playoff games, that was not a normal playoff series. That was not a normal first round series. Like that was intense. That dominated the national conversation. We had altercations and complaints to the league about the ball being used as a weapon and you know obviously all that like it was crazy talk and i think because of the local rivalries and the way like the local radio stations were going at each other at the time which i know something is something you weren't experiencing as much maybe daily um like it was i think like a lot a lot of tension that of course we weren't in the playoffs and stuff but like i haven't felt as strongly against another team as a kings fan except for the Lakers when I was a kid, you know, I mean, so I feel like personally, because we did win playoff games against them for me as a fan, who's in the middle of it, living in NorCal, it's a rivalry, but I, if someone wants to say it isn't, I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I think it's, it's a little more than, than nothing. Um, if we were to have a rival in the future, obviously right now, You've got the powerhouses in California and all that stuff. But I think, you know, those teams are a lot older than us. They're on a bit different timeline. Um, actual rivals I think we're going to continue to deal with, I think, are Minnesota is a team that is shown to have our number. And the Edwards is coming up. They beat us twice at home last season. They were rough losses. I was in the building for both of those. A ton of Wolves fans showed up when they spoiled our playoff celebration. And they were screaming and, and, and howling and stuff. So I think that could be interesting. And, of course, the Grizzlies and the whole Ja versus Fox thing, I think, are uh, the future rivalries. Um, what I actually wanted to talk about, uh, and kind of going off the Rockets we were talking about, and us even discussing the Rockets' as actual competition a bit, is way different from what it was last season. They're actually a team to be considered now. They have vets. They, you know, even a guy like Reggie Bullock, Bullock they pick up, they're not just a bunch of kids. They got Ima Udoka. They'll win games. They'll be a tough out. Um, 
going off of that, how many teams are Portland the only team that's actually tanking in the Western Conference right now? Like, I think that there are genuinely, with how the Spurs have been playing and after that last night's Spurs game, I think that there are 14 teams, maybe they don't all expect to be playoff teams, but that are genuinely trying to win every night in the Western Conference right now. Well, I, I don't know, man. I think if uh, Chauncey Billups gets his act together, and, and it's going to be messy for Portland like in the early going, but who's to say they don't turn it around uh, You know, after the All-Star break or after about 30 games? Because you know, there are new, a lot of new players and not a lot of new key role players, and so that takes some time. So I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I feel like they just have way too many studs on their team just to think they're uh, a tuna can. You know what I mean? Uh, but I know what you're saying. And, and I do know and understand what you're saying about the rivalry too. I mean, as a homer, yeah, Dubs games mean so much more, especially if we were to beat them. But, you know, if we're just speaking objectively and, and you're a fan from the outside, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. It's like, eh, well, no. They still need to get over that hump. And so until we beat them, and I'll say that again, until we beat them in the playoffs, I'm not going to say it's a rivalry. I kind of see this as a rivalry, but I understand if you don't. It's just like the animosity between, like, you know, if it was a home game in the Bay or at the Golden One Center, I think the animosity between both teams, it has, like, potential to be a rivalry game. But like you said, until we beat them in the playoffs, it isn't isn't like a rivalry rivalry. And, like, also, I just want to, since I'm a little late, but I just want to, like, you know, congratulate Sabonis for holding it down. And I honestly thought that we had it in the bag when he hit that game winner. But, you know, the Warriors are just too, you know, they have more firepower. And just, like, their de- Keegan's defense was also very, very good that game, too. Yeah, I, I think so many people stepped up like he on was rocky, he was He was rocky on offense, but he made up for it on defense. Yeah, and, he's made a late man, for sure. And the fact that the game was close without, like, you know, since Fox was out and the fact that the game was still close, like, it shows that our bench is, like, we have very much depth in, in our bench. Since And that's, since Fox was out, many people were saying that, oh, it's going to be, like, you know, uh, easy game and stuff. But it would, they managed to make it close. And that was without Fox. Well, we're not only missing Fox. You have to give Trey Lyles his flowers too, mm-hmm. because Trey we're Lyles too. Trey yeah. Lyles, and he's a he was a big important piece, uh, you know, for to the team. Not at first, but um, once he started getting his minutes, he definitely contributed in a lot of ways. So missing him is definitely hurting us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we got news when when Fox was going to be out, and I said, "Okay, next man up," somebody responded to me and said, "Yeah, well, the next person up isn't a superstar, but it's like that's not the point. Next man up just means." you know, everybody has to step up. And I feel like everybody did in this game. And I'm so proud of the team uh, from Davion to Colby Jones. And, and yeah, like whose minutes does Colby Jones uh, eat into? Let me Ooh. know. Cause he definitely deserves to play. I do uh, want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Herter. Um, nine rebounds tonight. That's incredible. Uh, he's, he had eight rebounds, I believe Sunday. And now he finished the game tonight with nine. Um, if you're not scoring and you're rebounding and doing shit like that, uh, you're contributing. So um, shout out to him. He's figuring out ways to contribute to the game, and I fucking love it. I appreciate everyone for coming through, and we are out of here. Take care, y'all. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted where I felt adventures pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.